Howdy everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. For any new listeners out there, my name is Matt Zapala and I am the host of this channel. I hope you're all having an amazing day or night wherever you are in the world, but it's about to get a whole lot better because this episode is an absolute treat. Episode 20 of the podcast features Catherine Saliba from Spiritual Nutrition. Catherine is a qualified naturopath and Reiki sound healer and is doing incredible things in the health and wellness space. Her main goal at Spiritual Nutrition is to support people both physically and emotionally and she does exactly that through her nourishing treats. These treats are more than just bliss balls. They are handmade using whole food ingredients, they're vegan, gluten free, refined sugar free and are infused with Australian bushflower essences to nourish the chakras in your body. In this episode, me and Catherine spoke about her life as a child traveling around the world and the hardship she endured creating solid friendships. Her background as a naturopath, Catherine's gut health issues and her journey curing this, her journey reshaping and transforming her business, what Australian bushflower essences are and the benefits of them, all the flavors of her wonderful nourishing treats and the meaning behind them all, what Reiki healing is and the benefits of it, Catherine's self-love ritual and a whole lot more. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with Catherine and sharing her amazing journey with you all this week. She has well and truly found her calling and is utilizing her platform to spread an important message. Tune in to find out what it is. Hope you enjoy the show, folks. Catherine, welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria oh, podcast. Thank you. <laughs> awesome to have you on board. I'm pumped to get into the show. Just to paint the picture for you guys, we're sitting in Catherine's home with her lovely dog, Gingy. So if you hear some footprints or some barking, that's just her. Don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Catherine, uh, we're going to dive right into all the amazing things you're doing at Spiritual Nutrition. But first of all, I'd like to start off with what life was like for you growing up. Yeah, so I had a really interesting growing up. Um, experience. So I was born in Australia, um, in Adelaide, because my parents were living there at the time for my dad's work. And then when I was five, um, well, we moved back to Melbourne um, when I was about one. And then when I was five, we moved from Melbourne overseas. Um, and this is all for, through dad's work. So I lived in a few different places growing up. Um, and that had its challenges. Uh, like I started school in Fiji. Wow. Uh, and we were there for a few years. Um, each place we were there for about three years. So we went to Fiji, Malaysia, Bangkok, and then I moved back to Australia for boarding school and my parents were in Singapore for about five years. Fantastic. And what age did you move back to Australia? Um, so I was 13 when I started boarding school. Cool. And yeah. how did you find traveling like around the, around the world at such a young age and changing schools? Yeah. Like not unsettling friendships like what was your challenges there well it's exactly right you know with the unsettling friendships so Fiji like I made such a close group of friends and I was just distraught when I had to leave um so that that was probably the most challenging thing was each place I moved to it I remember it would take me like quite a number of months just to adjust again and you know in some places the friendship groups weren't as great as you know, the place definitely. before. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely a challenge. And when you're moving back to Australia, you mentioned that you went to boarding school. What was boarding school life like for you? 
It was actually, I was really excited about going to boarding school. Um, my parents gave me the choice. I could have stayed with them and continued on, but, um, you know, they, they did essentially want me to have an Australian education um, and go through VCE and all of that. So, yeah, like it was, it was a really exciting adventure. Um, and then I, I uh, entered into year eight, but then in year nine, the year was up in the mountains, just near Mount Buller at a place called Timbertop. Awesome. So the year um, was all about hiking, running. Um, school wasn't as much of a focus. Um, it was more to sort of get, you know, in your year nine years went, meant to be when people were the most rebellious and, and, you know, changing the most. So that's why they have the Timbertop year. So awesome. that was fun. I, th- I really like that initiative. It really connects you with nature and, and oh, grounds you, so to speak. Definitely, definitely. And particularly at that age, like I had never experienced anything like that before. I was um, heavily into swimming growing up um, on swim teams and everything. So that was my main form of exercise. But I'd never really like been a runner or, you know, and never hiked mountains yeah. or anything like that. So that was definitely um, expanding for me. <laughs> it's a different sort of fitness running up oh, here. Really versus versus yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, did you always have an interest in health or do you think that that year in nature really sparked your your interest in health i feel like my interest in you know health came from my family um so i am half italian half maltese and uh, particularly my italian grandparents and and also my parents are really into you know growing fresh vegetables um so i i always sort of had that knowledge of, you know, fruit trees growing in the garden, um, fresh veggies that you go and pick um, from my nonna and nonna. And mum and dad now live up on the Sunshine Coast, so they've got a beautiful big veggie garden as well. So, yeah, I feel like that was kind of instilled in me from a young age. Um, But in terms of choosing to go down the health area um, with my life, um, in high school I didn't really have any idea of what I wanted to do. Uh, so I remember just looking up to see, you know, what kinds of things were out there and I found naturopathy. Um, and at the time, this is going to be funny because I, I thought like naturopaths were like, you know, hippies, like dreadlocks and everything. So like, you know, the internet was only just a new thing, like in the nineties when I was looking it up and I remember looking it up going, oh, they're all wearing suits. Like what's this all about? It must be a little bit more serious than what I thought. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I ended up applying and, and getting in and, and going down that, Amazing. Down that track. Amazing. And talk to us about your journey at naturopathy when you when you work through the, walk through the doors at your first day at university. Was it everything you expected? What, what happened there? Oh, gosh, like I was so nervous. Like the whole, you know, you're straight out of high school. You've been at a, I've been at a boarding school, like around the same people um, for the past five years and it, it was daunting, um, but I was really excited to just learn something new. I I wasn't quite sure what I had in store, like and, and what was in store for me there. Um, and as I was saying to you before, like the first couple of years were really really challenging. Like you, you know, you, you're learning about biochemistry, you're learning about anatomy and physiology, and it wasn't really until I got to like learning about all of the herbs that was what really sparked such an interest as well as things like the flower essences and the energetic medicine and learning how to counsel people like that's where i found ah this is this is my kind of thing awesome yeah fantastic and whereabouts did you study um i studied at well it's now the endeavor college of natural medicine but 
when I was there, it was the Australian College of Natural Medicine. And we were chatting about that before. You drove past the other day and they're... And it's, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I know, they must have relocated somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure Thanks for letting thrown. me know because yeah. I've just enrolled in that course. I would end up at the old campus. So. Totally right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. So talk us through your life at university. You mentioned that in your second or third year where you start to learn about the herbs, that's when it really sparked the interest. What, what sort of encourage you to create the company that you started called the detox pantry oh right so um i well it's my story is like quite interesting because it's not a straight line so when i finished naturopathy i actually went straight in to do my other passion which was a music course awesome yeah so i studied a bachelor of um, music performance at the victorian college of the arts And that was a course that went for four years. So while I was there, actually, um, I ended up doing an honours year. um, And that was, I had to write a thesis. And that was actually based around bringing my naturopathy knowledge in with my music knowledge. And I wrote a thesis on um, gastroesophageal reflux and how it affects the singer. Wow. So that kind of, after doing music for, you know, that amount of time um, and after doing naturopathy it started sort of bringing in my love for naturopathy and helping people again um, and realizing that I could do it in so many different ways because when I finished naturopathy really like I felt like the only options were go and work in a clinic or go and work in a health food store I mean even Instagram wasn't around then um, in 2006 gosh I sound so <laughs> 2006 doesn't really seem that long ago, (laughs) but Instagram wasn't around then. That's just taken the whole world by storm out of the social media game, but that's a whole nother story. Um, So after I I finished the the music course, then I started to think up this um, pantry detox. So the whole idea behind it was if you had a fridge full and a pantry full of really good nutritious food, then you wouldn't be making you know, poor choices at home when you're, when you're cooking, when you're snacking. So I was going into to people's pantries um, and tidying them up for them and like giving them different options um, and substitutes for, for the more unhealthy things they had in their, in their pantry. Amazing. Yeah. I and really then, love that concept because people can follow a, a piece of paper that says you have to eat this, you have to eat that, but that education and that connection with the person there telling you what what is right yeah. and what is wrong and still leaving it up to you is, is really great. Yeah, and, and not that there is like, you know, it's clean or dirty or right or wrong. Like it, you know, I feel like there, there needs to be kind of less guilt around the food. So even if you do have a chocolate bar or anything, it's not the end of the world definitely Definitely. (laughs) you know i mean it's all about balance at the end of the day but i think you know if i predominantly have really good nutritious food at home um i'm less likely to like i'm more likely to just go out and have a treat than always be having it at home exactly yeah awesome so and when you started the detox pantry were you overwhelmed by people that really wanted to take that first step to changing their health or how did that journey oh no i mean it was like it was actually a really lovely thing that people wanted to take that first step um towards their health yeah and then you know i'm so into cooking that i would give them um like recipe ideas and things like that so they're not too overwhelmed with starting because sometimes like if you end up with 
a pantry and a fridge of all these new things that you don't really know how to make, then like it's good to have that um, that person come in and go, well, you can actually make really delicious food with these things. It doesn't have to taste like cardboard. Definitely. And yeah. it doesn't have to be complicated as well. You can make yeah. nutritious, wholesome, simple meals with three or four ingredients. Oh, as totally. Well. Yeah. Fantastic. Exactly. And then I understand that you went through a change of your business name, which is now known as Spiritual Nutrition, which are doing amazing things. And we're yeah. going to dive into that in a bit. Yeah. But what made you change from the detox pantry into a whole different field of spiritual nutrition? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, so the Pantry Detox, I started up the Instagram account for that in 2014, um, and that was me sharing healthy recipes, and then in August of that year, I ended up launching the, um, well, they were then called Protein Balls. So I had the four flavors of Protein Balls, which was, at the time, lemon slice, apple crumble, um, peanut butter and jam, and coconut rough. Yeah. So I launched them at the Finders Keepers Market in 2014, um, but for quite some time I hadn't been feeling overly well. Like I had a lot of gut issues going on. Um, I wasn't overly happy. I sort of felt like I was just kind of sleepwalking through life. And here I was, kind of, you know, being an advocate for health and um, trying to get the healthy word out. But then at the same time, I felt like I wasn't really um, living that truest, healthiest self. So in 2000, 2015, I ended up finding out, I had a comprehensive gut test and found out that I had about 98% strep living in my gut. Wow. And like I'd been having extreme amounts of anxiety, um, chronic fatigue, like everyone in my family kind of thought that I'd turned into a bit of a hypochondriac. Um, and it was that whole uh, picture of, me eating really really well looking after myself but never feeling well and feeling like every kind of food affected me so found out that i had this immediately got put on antibiotics and within a month started feeling like a completely different person and from there i also was using um, western herbal medicine and chinese medicine um, to try and just combat this strep and by the end of 2015, I felt like health-wise, like I'd lost a lot of fluid weight that I put on um, and health-wise, I'd really gotten a lot better, but I still hadn't quite got there. And that's when I started just, things just started popping up like through a friend telling me and, you know, I started seeing like a kinesiologist and kind of going down that um, energetic path. Of, of healing myself uh, and that just opened up a whole can of worms so 2016 um, I was in a long-term relationship marriage that started to break down um, and realized I started realizing that I just couldn't grow and I didn't fit there anymore um, and then the following year I ended up leaving and was then there with this pantry detox business um, feeling like that didn't quite fit who I'd become and what I really, really wanted to do and to share with people and how I wanted to help people. So uh, with the help of a friend, I decided to rebrand the business. And this was hours of like sitting at a whiteboard, just mapping out all of my ideas. And like it took a really long time to get to the name Spiritual Nutrition. Like I had lists of different names and nothing really seemed right. And as soon as... I wrote down spiritual nutrition. I thought, 
oh my god like I just got shivers saying that I thought oh my gosh like that's like that's it and and I finally felt like under this name spiritual nutrition I could share a multi-dimensional you know business with someone a multi-dimensional um set of ideas with someone and and that's like what I'd become this more multi-dimensional being and um and then that's how the, tr- the the protein balls then morphed into the nourishing treats and and I added the flower essences into them as well because I guess I just through this business I I really want to share with people that life is more multidimensional and their health is not just their physical health it's also their spiritual emotional energetic well-being as amazing well. I yeah. love I love what you're saying there as well. Just backtracking a little bit to mm. when you found out that you had the strap in your in your gut lining. Yeah. Why did you choose to not heal yourself having the naturopathy background? Why why did you go seek some help there? Oh sure. So I was trying to heal myself in so many ways cool. with my naturopathy knowledge. Like I was taking herbs, I was felt like I was doing everything right. I was even going to see I mean, as a like as a healer, it's just like if you're a singer you need to go to a coach. Definitely. So as a healer, I still go to people and get them to, you know, help me energetically or, you know, I'll go see my Chinese doctor and, you know, they'll give me herbs, even though I can go get herbs myself and make up a mix. It's different if you go see someone. So the thing that I was missing was, is that I was constantly um, treating my anxiety, thinking that that was the issue. with my gut and it was actually the strep causing all the anxiety because it affects your nervous system Um, so it wasn't until I had that comprehensive gut test and that's why I'm actually such a huge advocate for these comprehensive gut tests not your normal stool tests that you go to a GP for like these are you know your four to five hundred dollar comprehensive stool tests that get sent away um, for a month and then you get them back and you get you know, your whole profile of what your gut bacteria is doing, if you've got any parasites, etc. So it wasn't until I had that that I knew what was going wrong, wrong and I could treat it. Amazing. Yeah. And I guess it's important to recognise why well, the reason why I ask you that question is that yeah. we're not all professionals, even you having the, oh. natrop- the, the naturopathy background yeah. and knowing all the things that you do knew going out and seeking help as well because we're not all experts oh totally and it's the same with like oh you know you can help yourself to a certain extent even with like the inner work that you do but as soon as you go to see someone else it just like it accelerates things phenomenally definitely yeah you need that outside person 100% and even them explaining it in a different way can resonate with you as well yeah definitely great thanks for sharing that with us pleasure and I understand you also face some difficult times which require you to make some life changing decisions Mm. How did you get through this with a practice of holistic medicine? How did I get through this with a practice of holistic medicine? I feel like things like the flower essences really helped me along. Flower essences, homeopathy, those kind of things. Um, just having that knowledge that I, I can use those to help me, um, to help support me emotionally really, really helped. Um, the other thing was just I feel like when you go through such difficult times and challenging times in life and you're making these challenging decisions that are so are so full of uncertainty and you feel like you're really about to jump off the cliff or you are choosing to jump off that cliff and hoping that there'll be something that catches you I feel like you just you really need to be physically strong for that 
Um, if I had done it the other way and not got my physical health in check first, I don't think I would have come out the other side as well Amazing. as I had. Like I had to be physical, physically strong. Um, I couldn't be strep ridden and, you know, lacking of sleep and chronic fatigued and then chosen to leave a marriage. Like it, everything that happened the way it did um, was completely necessary. So yeah, that physical health is so important. Amazing. And can you shed light on the bushflower essences? What what are they for the listeners at home? Yeah, sure. So um, they are well, it's an energetic medicine. So it's all um, Australian bushflowers and. The creator of them, Ian White, he has such a high integrity with his business that he still, after all these years, um, oversees everything that goes on, you know, with the making of them and and all of that. So it's, it's essentially the, like the energy of the flowers. So the way they make them is, um, they collect the flowers and some of these flowers only bloom once a year, collect the flowers and then, um, put them in a purified water which collects the the actual vibration and energy of those flowers and then um, they mix it in a mix of brandy and purified water to get the actual tincture so there's you know there are about 60 61 62 different essences um, and they're all for specific like emotional um emotional things so you know you could have one for uh, severe overwhelm another one for breaking karmic ties like with with family members, um, another one to protect your aura. Like there, there's something for everything. Amazing. Yeah. And where can people buy these from? Yeah, so a lot of health food stores have the Australian bushflower essence um, mixes that they've already mixed up. So you've got like um, like woman essence and stuff like that. You've, you can also get creams uh, as well. So you might have also seen like the bark remedies, like the rescue remedies yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. So some, I think Chemist Warehouse also stocks some of those as well. So yeah, they're around. They're not as well known as um, like as crystals and things like that, but they're definitely getting getting a lot more well known now. Awesome. And if you yeah. ever have any questions about the Australian bushflower essences, I'm sure Catherine will be happy to dive yeah, into detail. Totally. Or go to your local health food store and they will be able to help you along with yeah. that as well. Catherine, do you have any tips for the listeners who may be going through some hardships at the moment, whether it be with their business, personal life, and some tips on how to combat them to put themselves first and not be worried about putting themselves first? I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate for putting yourself first always. Like, I feel like when it comes to self-love, that is pretty much one of the first steps is choosing you. Um, So when you're going through is it going through difficulties yes. in your business um when you're going through difficulty difficulties in your business um if you're not good nothing will be good right like you have to be strong within yourself so i know it's challenging like if you are running your own business and like with me like it's just if i'm if i'm sick then nothing will happen unless i try and get someone in to, Likewise, to, to yeah. do the work <laughs> so um yeah like if you if you're tired sleep go to bed early like take care of yourself first you will get you will get the job done and sometimes it's actually okay you know if you have stockists so if you have clients to tell people i actually need some time right now do you mind if we if we reschedule you know or i'm not going to be able to deliver this this week um, but i will definitely be there next week is it okay if we just hold off 
because you, you just you need to put yourself first. You can't be stretching yourself thin. Amazing. Yeah. And does uh, that answer your question? It definitely does. Yeah. It definitely does. And a really thing that resonate resonates with me now. Whenever I go on a plane, I never used to take notice of it, but when the air hostess tell you to put your own face mask on before helping other right. people, you can't help other people if you're not helping yourself first. So yeah. that's a key takeaway for me now. And I know a lot of people can resonate with that as mm, well. So thank definitely. you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Awesome. So let's go back into the change from detox parentry <laughs> to spiritual nutrition. Yeah. How did, what happened there? Was it so overwhelming? Like take us through the emotions oh, when you were changing it. It was like standing on the edge of that cliff. <laughs> I felt like I've stood on the edge of the cliff many times. <laughs> Why you're so strong? In the, yeah. <laughs> the abyss, should I say? Um, but, oh my gosh, that was so scary. I was just like, I mean, there was a part of me that was like, should I? I mean, I've still got the name, the pantry detox, and the Facebook page, and everything. But it's just like, there was a part of me that went, oh my gosh, should I keep it for the trick, like for the protein balls, and then do this other spiritual nutrition thing? And then, yeah, I just decided no, like this is, I got to just take this leap take the plunge yeah it was scary it was really scary it was really scary but sometimes like the thing that we're resisting and the most scared about is actually you know i feel like more often than not it's the thing that the door that we just have to open and go there because the abundance on the other side is just so much greater than the 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 amount of scared you are the amount of fear so true yeah. and i apologize i'm calling it the detox pantry but oh, no, it's actually fine. the pantry <laughs> detox instead of five same, or six times just different <laughs> awesome and for anyone that is going through or standing on the edge of the cliff at the moment do you have any tips for people on how to take the plunge and, and open that door like you said do you know what there's actually like just jump just jump and trust that I actually posted, I don't know if you've seen any of my writing posts. On, Definitely have, yeah, yeah. There was a particular one that I did and I actually put up a, a photo of, I think it's in China somewhere, this massive hand, like it's a sculpture, this massive, massive hand. And that's what you have to picture is that having that courage to take the leap into the abyss of complete uncertainty, knowing and trusting that there is the universe's hand right there to, to catch you. Yeah. And it will never, ever, ever, ever let you go. It's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, wow. it, it won't, it won't. Like just, just take the jump, just take the leap and trust. Amazing. Trust. Awesome, yeah. wow. Do you have any advice for any business owners that are wanting to reshape their business and some do's and don'ts looking back now with what you've faced. Don't feel like you need to spend a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> I feel like that's probably one of the things I was so caught up in it all having to be really perfect. Um, you know, the packaging has to be perfect. The branding has to be perfect. And I've got to spend all this money on it. It's just like, actually, you don't. You really don't. Um, I think the most important thing is your why. Um, the most important thing is what what are, what are the roots you're building underneath it? What is the purpose of it? Um, how is it? The question that I always come back to is how, how am I helping people? Like how is this benefiting people? How is this um, how is this helping? Yeah. So I feel like there's there's a lot of ways that you can set something new up without feeling like it needs to be perfect straight out. 
Amazing. And um, because particularly with if you've got a product, you are going to want to change it. Like I already want to completely rebrand it soon, <laughs> but I've got like new products coming out and I'm going to keep them with the same branding, but I can see not too far down the track, a complete like other rebrand because as you like, as you walk through the new business, like you become like, I've become a part of it and you start doing like, I did that whole chakra series and you know, I got my friend Courtney to take all these new photos and all of a sudden it morphs into this thing that you never even knew it would morph into. Um, so yeah, I would, I would really, um, just, just, just start it, just start it and, and jump, take the leap and, and don't, don't be caught up in the perfection. Amazing. Yeah. A, a bit of advice that I got with, got given to me when I was starting up my business was start with your why and make sure everything links back to your why, like totally. you just said before. And everything started falling into place because then that's, mm. it's like a magic cure. You, why yeah. am I doing this? Okay, that's why. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and that why will be with you, you know, all the way down. So you just keep coming back to your why and you might tinker with it a little bit, but you always come back always come back to your why and stay in line with with what that why is awesome yeah right so just some key takeaways for the listeners is not to be afraid to take the step and change know your why and yeah take the plunge really don't don't be afraid because you're in control awesome fantastic and you're so supported exactly so supported yeah definitely awesome Let's dive right into what we now know as spiritual nutrition, <laughs> Catherine. What, are, what products do you sell at the moment and, mm. and what are the purpose and meaning behind them? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, we've got a bowl here for Matthew to enjoy while he's here. You Salivating. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got five different, what I like to call nourishing treats, um, but other people may know them as protein balls still. <laughs> Many people just refer to them as the balls. So yeah, there's five different ones. They're actually each um, named after particular crystals. Uh, and the, the energy of these crystals actually links into the energy of the flower essences, the collection of flower essences that I've put together for each individual one. So you've got the original um, carnelian, and that's for strength. So that has a collection of flower essences that work with the sacral and base chakra. Um, And the sacral and base chakra is all about, you know, the strength of your roots, like where you came from. Um, And then your sacral is all about um, like your seat of self and that that personal sense of power. Uh, So I feel like, you know, when I actually eat that one, I, yeah, you you do sort of just feel like you're really well supported and grounded with it. Uh, And that's a, a mix of cacao and coconut. Wow. That actually tends to be the most popular one, and that was the, the original flavor that I first made way back um, when I first made these. With their pantry day yeah, stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's good to see that it's still hanging around. I know. <laughs> and then, um, so I may as well go, I should have actually started with Ruby. So Ruby is for the base chakra, uh, and that is a blend of peanut butter and strawberries. So it kind of reminds people of the little childhood treat of peanut butter and jam <laughs> on toast. Um, and that has a collection of flower essences for creativity um, and nurturing the inner child. Awesome. Uh, And then you've got, so cinnabar, which is uh, apple and cinnamon, kind of, it's a bit kind of Christmassy in taste, Uh, reminds some people of Christmas pudding. 
good um, time to hint that one. Oh, Anyone I know. who's thinking of Christmas gifts, and <laughs> even even better, it's for grounding. So during that busy Christmas time, <laughs> here I am just plugging Cinnabar. Um, <laughs> during that busy Christmas time for sacral and base, um, really good for just grounding, grounding, grounding. Excellent. Um, and then you've got for solar plexus citrine. So that's lemon and coconut. Uh, that has a collection of flower essences for vitality. So, I mean, with the solar plexus, we can, I feel like that's one of, together with the, the sacral and base, the solar plexus, we can really easily lose our energy from. Um, you know, it's all about feeling feeling confident. Um, that's your, your life force, your kind of personal power as well. So if you feel like you're being manipulated in any way or like psychically attacked, your solar plexus can really, like you have that gut feeling or, or being stabbed in the gut. Um, that can be really affected. So yeah. um, vitality is great for that. And then you've got aventurine, which is like really cool. Well, <laughs> it's funny. I was going to say really close to my heart is for the heart chakra. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's chalk mint. My um, favorite. Yeah, yeah. Not only does the peppermint, so use organic peppermint oil, um, essential oil within that, but not only does that kind of help clear, I just find it also really calming on the gut as well. Um, and the collection of flower essences. So this is for clarity. So really opening up the heart chakra, really nurturing it as well. Amazing. Yeah. I should have touched on this before for the listeners at home. What is a chakra? Can you explain oh, sure. that? Oh, sure. So um, the chakras are the, like they go down, I guess, in a line um, right in the center of our body. So you've got your crown chakra, which is at the top of your head. Then you've got, so they're, they're energy centers. So you've got crown at the top of the head and then between your eyebrows, you've got your third eye and then you've got your throat chakra your heart chakra and then just underneath your rib cage um, you've got your solar plexus which is like your personal sun and then between your belly button um, and what well, kind of just under your navel you've got your sacral and then you've got your root chakra which is right at the base yeah so in like when you're fully imbalanced these chakras are all just like they're, they're kind of like spinning um they've each got a specific color so they're they're just sort of spinning wheels of color um and whenever one is depleted like you're going to feel a little bit out of whack and they're, they're, you know, <laughs> sorry gingy's i know gingy's just like lapping What's it up noise? sorry to interrupt you Catherine. <laughs> that's fine she's just, she's just an attention seeker <laughs> especially when someone else is here um so yeah these spinning wheels of energy and color down um so and they're all linked to specific emotions as well and elements and everything so that kind of i want to just add that kind of links into what i do with the reiki healing uh so the reiki healing is all centered on uh filling up those beautiful chakra centers with um with higher energy again and getting them all rebalanced amazing yeah. while we're on the topic of healing what, yeah. what do you do with the reiki healing yeah sure so i've done my reiki one and two with om reiki um that's with jeremy carol Car uh, he's a reiki master uh and i did that my reiki one and i did reiki one in dalesford and reiki two at the north fitzroy center and oh my gosh like I just, I love it so much. And I've realized like, 
you know, after doing naturopathy, while I, you know, love treating people and everything, I just, I really love using energy healing. Um, so I use a combination of Reiki and also sound healing. So I get to use my music. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I use a combination of um, chakra chimes. I also use um, singing bowls and I also actually sing into your chakras as well to re-energize them and rebalance them um, yeah so I'll, I'll often like i'll do the sound healing first just to get everything kind of activated and um get everything i guess woken up and then i um go on to do the reiki after that fantastic yeah. and paint the picture for us when you're performing a healing is mm -hmm. the room in silence is it dark what, what's it like in yeah there? i should actually show you um out there yeah, awesome. <laughs> after but um yeah it's like so it's it's all dark but i i do have a little lamp um, yep. in the corner that i put on uh and then you've got a um like an eye uh cover over your eyes so you can just completely drift off and most people do drift off or they're just in that halfway between sleep and yeah and just relaxing fantastic mm. and who is the perfect candidate for someone to be healed anyone anyone has the you know has has that choice to yeah to choose to come in and be healed but the thing is is that i'm i'm not the one like healing you i'm the facilitator i'm the conduit for spirit you know to to bring that higher energy to you and it's your responsibility to to do the healing on yourself i'm i'm just assisting and helping you out yeah amazing yeah and what sort of benefits do people particularly see after a healing session or the common feelings that they feel straight away yeah um intense relaxation yeah yeah i mean you're really like the first thing that happens i find with doing the the sound healing reiki is your stomach starts to gurgle as soon if anyone's gone to like have an acupuncture session i don't know about you guys but when i have an acupuncture session as soon as the needles go in my stomach is just like gurgling like crazy um and that is such a great sign because as soon as your stomach starts to gurgle it means like your nervous system is just <laughs> it's just taking the edge off that nervous system and all of that energy is going into your, your stomach and the digestion and everything. So, yeah, the stomach starts to gurgle. Um, and then I find when I really start the Reiki, then people will often drift off. They'll start to twitch um, and, and, and just experience. Like when they come out of the room, it looks like they've just had an hour's sleep. Wow. Like they're, they're a bit, you know, sleepy-headed hazy. Yeah. hazy. And then, you know, depending on how much stuff you are internally working through, um, you might just feel so energetic, like maybe half an hour later, or it, it might actually bring up some emotions. Um, and for the next few days, you just you just might feel a bit, off um or, or detoxing a few things um and and sometimes you just feel so calm like you you kind of mistaken am i depressed oh no i'm just really peaceful and calm <laughs> and that's a really good thing <laughs> and how long does a typical healing session go for and how many sessions would someone need mm. to be healed in inverted commas or is that a personal journey it is a personal journey um the healings that i do go for an hour sometimes if i like I get not that I get stuck on it, but if a particular chakra needs more work, I will just like give it more work and go over time um, free of charge. It's just I just can't not. Yeah. Um, so they they range between like an hour and you know an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, but in terms of like how many sessions you want to have, it 
this sort of comes back to that whole topic and I'm not sure if you saw my post yesterday about like I'm going to go into this series um, that I'll write about called Doing the Work. Um, with my experience of doing the work, I so this is your personal inner work, I have found it most accelerating and helpful to see a practitioner really regularly um, depending on how... Um, intense the things that you're, you're processing are so there was a time there where I was seeing someone once a week like a kinesiologist once a week so it really just depends on the person their financial situation you know how much they want to work through how quickly they want to work through it uh, so you know I'm more, more than happy to chat with people on the phone and really get a good strong picture of, of what they're wanting to work through and how quickly and then we can come up with a plan for them but awesome. yeah the more regularly you do it the more quickly you'll accelerate and work through your stuff fantastic yeah. and for anyone that's interested in finding out more about the Reiki healing or chatting to Catherine yeah. I'll have her details in the show notes for you all thank you awesome I know as I walked in I, there was this amazing smell coming <laughs> in I asked you what it was and you said a smudge stick yeah. so for the listeners at home what is a smudge stick and what are the benefits of them sure so most people have probably heard of um, you know sage smudge sticks and also palo santo and, and those sorts of burning um, things that you can do within the home um, but I have um, so a beautiful lady in New South Wales uh, picks and puts together these smudge sticks for me and then I rewrap them um, and do uh, Reiki and sound healing on them before I send them off to people. Uh, so I wanted to bring out, I'm really passionate, particularly after using and through using the Australian bushfire essences, I'm really, really passionate in sharing what we have to offer from Australia. Um, and while I love sage and while I love, you know, Palo Santo, they're more of a Native American Indian um, ritual to use. Uh, and I really, really wanted to share with the world what we have to offer here. So the five um, smudge sticks are all made out of 100% Australian natives. And to give back, because we are essentially taking from the land, I wanted to give back to Aboriginal uh, communities as well. So 10% of each um, smudge stick, the profit earned from them is donated to a organization called Red Dust. Amazing. Uh, and they help remote um, Aboriginal communities um, with their health uh, and and those sorts of things. So yeah, that wow. was that was really, really important to me um, to do that. That's an amazing thing that you're doing there. You should be, feel very humbled about oh, that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It just seemed like like I couldn't have done it any other way. Yeah. Like I, I just had to give back in, in some way. And, and I, I feel like, you know, the Aboriginal communities in Australia have really just been kind of ignored. And I mean, there are amazing um, organisations that are helping them out. But in terms of our government and, and, and the sort of support that they get, and I just feel like it, there's so much room for improvement um, and they have so many incredible, deeply spiritual rituals and even they use hands-on healing um, like Reiki to, to, um, to heal people. So I just feel like there is so much um, stuff that they, they offer that has been completely ignored and, and, and not um, brought out into the world. So I feel like at least this is kind of a bit of a start of, of trying to shed light and bring light on on the the magic and the beauty that they have to offer as well definitely yeah and sharing your inner aboriginal 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're all connected. Definitely. We are all connected. And I think it's time for us to start really embracing this deeply spiritual land we're living on. Fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. And Catherine, what are some benefits of the smudge sticks and, yeah. and what happens when, when you smudge them? <laughs> sure. So there, um, you've probably noticed like if any of you have looked at the spiritual nutrition products, like I like to keep it all streamlined and in line. So these are all connected with the chakras as well so you've still got like in line with what the treats offer you've got creativity clarity strength vitality and grounding um and each of them have a specific affirmation that you can use when you are smudging yourself or your home so for example creativity um, is used to purify clear and balance the home and nurture the creative spirit within and then um, that's for the base chakra and the affirmation is my home is purified and balanced i am filled with infinite creative energy so when you are doing the home each and every room each and every corner you're just repeating that um, affirmation and setting the intention wow. in the home awesome. yeah so they each have that as well yeah perfect did you want to dive into yeah do you want me to yeah okay (laughs) so then there's um so that's for base chakra and then you've got strength and grounding which is for sacral and um, base so with strength um it's a collection of reiki infused grass tree bracken and tea tree to purify promote focus and um, grounding in the home igniting your inner warrior so sacral and base chakra and the affirmation is my home is cleansed and grounded great strength lies within me at all times yeah well and then for the grounding you've got um it's for encouraging peace forgiveness and support and the courage to let go within the home and the physical body uh and then the affirmation is my home is peaceful and supported i am where i'm meant to be in this present moment yeah so this is really like using these smudge sticks you're really inviting that beautiful ritual into your life and into your home and inviting ritual i find really helps you to connect to that heart space connect to your roots connect to your inner self um, connect to your environment and how you're feeling within your environment and how you also just setting that affirmation of how you want to feel in your environment too amazing yeah we are humans and we love connection so it's great that you're bringing that up exactly um so you've got two more one for the solar plexus and one for the heart chakra um the solar plexus is vitality uh, and this is a collection of reiki infused tree fern tea tree tallow wood and wattle uh, all to infuse faith and trust within the home and spirit and the affirmation for this one is my home is a sanctuary of faith and trust with passion and joy, I am creating my own future. And then for the beautiful heart chakra, you've got clarity. And this is a collection of Reiki infused coastal swamp paper bark, pandanus and coastal tea tree bark uh, used to harmonize, nurture and promote peace in the home and heart. And the affirmation is my home is in harmony at peace. I am loving what I do and doing what I love. Wow, they are amazing. Good <laughs> on you, Catherine. And when you were coming up with those affirmations, mm. did, did you have any help or did you create them for yourself? Oh, no, I created them myself. Amazing. So the the end of the each affirmation, like the second sentence, is connected with the affirmation um, that you get for the treats. Um, and then, you know, I created the, the ones that are connected with the home Um, and how did you come up with that process i'm intrigued did you really dive into your personal emotions at the time or what what happened with the connection there um with the smudge sticks yeah with the smudge sticks and and the affirmations for the balls yeah sure i guess it's i mean it all 
it all is connected with how I really want to feel in the home and, and what I felt was missing. Like, uh, yeah, I guess with each of these products, even when I created the treats, I just felt like there was nothing out there that really tasted good. Um, and I don't know, I know I'm just like pimping my product right now and going, it tastes really good, but it really does. Like I, I wanted to have a snack food that reminded me of, uh, like, uh, beautiful um treat that i used to have when i was a kid and even now like if i do a market i have people going oh my god that tastes like mum's lemon slice or mum's apple crumble and that is like the biggest compliment because that was the whole aim you know when i when i um, created the pantry detox treats so yeah and then the same with the smudge sticks it's like there was this gap where i thought oh i really I really want to be able to use Australian natives and I these are the sorts of things that I really want to feel in my home and, and set the intention of my home and I thought well if maybe if I want to do this someone else will want to do that as well and benefit from it amazing yeah. and I can vouch for you as well those treats are <laughs> you still haven't had one, <laughs> had one saving them all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be talking with the mouth yeah, sure true. <laughs> <laughs> awesome Catherine you're doing some amazing things Oh, going a little bit off topic now, I know a lot of people are a bit confused about herbal tea and their benefits and, yeah. and what they do in the body. Can you clear that up for us? So what are the benefits of herbal tea? Well, I mean, I really love, I mean, herbal tea is a great thing because I feel like just drinking plain water while it's good and we're drinking it now, it's actually what we learned and you might learn in naturopathy um, while you're doing it is that adding some sort of plant material to the water can help it be absorbed in the body so much easier so adding a squeeze of lemon to your water and that sort of thing it makes it so much easier for you to absorb the the um the water so with herbal teas i'm pointing over there because that's where my herbal teas are (laughs) with herbal teas i find it great like being a because I've been getting into a bit of Ayurvedic medicine and um, being a Vata constitution, I'm like naturally very cold um, and I'm air, like the air element. So I tend to get quite cold and drinking herbal tea instead of water during the day really helps me. And specific Ayurvedic herbs um, just really help to ground me or help to get rid of, like if I've got a bit of pitta fire in there, like it'll help to get rid of that. Um, Even in naturopathy, like there are herbs for specific things like you know i've been making up some teas recently and there's like marshmallow root for example like as a singer you know if if my throat is really like dry and scratchy marshmallow is going to really help to soothe and be really demulcent so herbal teas can have those kind of medicinal benefits without being too strong um, like a herbal, like a straight herbal tincture. Yep. Um, but they can also, you know, they can also just be a really good way of hydrating as Excellent. well. Perfect. Yeah. So they can be used as medicine in inverted commas. Yeah, and then a really well light for... form of medicine. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, your chamomile tea or your calendula, like they can be really, really soothing on the gut. Um, so, yeah, there is a way to use them to, you know, to help to help your body as well. Excellent. Yeah. And for anyone that wants to know any more, some more information about herbal teas, go to your local health food store or again, totally. shoot me or Catherine a message. We'll yeah. be more than happy to help you through it. And I must say, like, I'm holding a, um, one of my favorite herbal tea brands and we learned about these guys and all their processes when, when I was studying is Southern Light Herbs. You'll probably see them in a, a lot of health food stores and they've got like a whole section um, and they have the specific herbs like, you know, you've got your burdock root and your marshmallow and um, these are all the herbs 
herbs that we actually use in you know special tincture form um, as herbalists as well but they're just they're all certified organic they have really like strict growing um growing methods as well um, and they're all grown in australia so i um i highly recommend you check out southern light herbs awesome yeah i'll have that in the show notes for anyone that's interested as well yeah Amazing, Catherine. And all of the above things that we just mentioned from the smudge sticks to the nourishing treats and the herbal teas, yeah. meditation, the healing, all come into a self-love and self-caring umbrella. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I'm intrigued to make sure that you're turning up your best self every day. What's your self-love routine? Sure. Um, I There's a few things that I do. Um, it's funny, like self-love is such... It's such a strange topic, self-love, because I feel like most people, when they think of self-love, they're like, oh, you know, it's, it's saying your affirmations, which is great. It's being grateful. It's um, going and having a bath or getting a massage and, you know, all of those quite obvious things. Um, but I also feel like recently I've, I've noticed, well, the other day it was a really nice sunny day and I knew I had a pile of stuff to do and with the business, everything. And all I wanted to do was like, go and sit outside and read a book. (laughs) But I stopped myself and I was like, Catherine, how do you want to feel? Like, what do you want to feel? I was like, actually, I want to feel free and I want to feel on top of everything. They're, They're the two things I want to feel right now. And I said to myself, well, if I, if I went out there and read that book, am I going to end that session feeling free and feeling on top of everything? And I just went, well, no, I'm not. Like I might feel good for a small amount of time, but I'll probably spend the majority of time outside feeling like feeling guilty and feeling like I should be elsewhere. So I got focused and started ticking things off my list. And I feel like that's, one of the things that um, often can kind of not get thought about when it comes to self-love is sometimes self-love isn't about going and getting a massage and going and getting, you know, going and getting your nails done and all that, even though that is great. It's actually choosing to choose you. Like in that moment, I chose myself and I chose the feeling that I really, really wanted to feel. And that was a really high form of self-love even if it meant sitting down and doing my finances that was that's self-love too yeah because i chose me definitely yeah i guess that's that is a point that often gets neglected with self-love because the stereotype of self-love is like you said massage or running a warm bath with with candles and that all does fall under the self-love umbrella and i did do an interesting podcast with christy lee brown a couple of episodes ago talking about how self-love is different for different people and it's different in different times and you just totally definitely put a stamp yeah. on that as well and you know sitting reading a book outside would have been self-love but not in that moment yes like i had to really i think that's that's the thing i feel like we need to do more on a daily basis is check in with how we want to feel what's the feeling that i really really want to have and then i feel like that helps us then choose okay well what's the choice that i can make right now that's going to get me to that feeling awesome and do you have any tips for the listeners on how to actually sit down and and speak to themselves about what feeling they want to feel for the day should they journal it should they meditate what happens there for me i find writing it down is really really helpful um sometimes i get out like a big piece of butcher paper and you know (laughs) 
scribble just like yeah. scribble everything um yeah. like there was a moment i had yeah there was a moment i had the other day and this like me talking about all this stuff this is kind of like based around how you do the work as well and how you connect in with yourself but i realized that i was like you know sitting there going oh I, I'm expecting all these things from like, you know, I was expecting all these things from a future partner. I was expecting all these things from friends. And I was like, Catherine, are you even giving all these things to yourself? <laughs> and so I like, I literally, and I hadn't done this for a while. Like I literally got down with a massive piece of paper and I wrote down all of my expectations of someone else. And then I drew a big line down the middle. And then I went through each expectation and I said, how are you giving that to yourself? How are you giving that to yourself? And there was at least four or five that I was like, wow, Catherine, you got some work to do because, you know, there are some things here like, you know, do I trust myself? Do I, you know, am I committing fully to myself? Am I like, I'm expecting someone else to commit to me, but I'm not even doing that. So I feel like that's where um, either journaling or just really like, spending an hour and choosing you and writing those things down can really really help nut it out and getting them down on paper if you can't go see someone to help you that's a way to start helping yourself but you've got to give yourself that time definitely yeah amazing and i'm really glad that you brought that up as well we touched on it before why is self-love and self-care so important we mentioned there airplane analogy with put your put the oxygen mask on first before helping others but why why is self-love so important to you it's really important to me because it fills me up you know if i'm not giving all of these things to myself i can't expect anyone else i can't expect anyone else to make me happy or give them to me so self-love and choosing myself is really important because it's choosing me First and foremost, you know, I'm choosing to put my face mask on so I get fresh oxygen before I can help anyone else. So helping anyone else, doing anything with anyone else, being with anyone else, they get the overflow. You know, self-love and self-care and choosing me, that's filling my cup for me. Amazing. Yeah, because in past friendships, relationships, I used to go, why aren't they like, why aren't they giving me this? Why aren't they giving me that? It's like, Catherine, you're not even giving it to yourself. You can't even expect that from anyone. You know, that's not fair. And I would, you know, just as much expect them to be filling their cup, you know, and giving me the overflow. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. That's does that make sense? Does that, that definitely your question? does. Definitely does. And self-love is... I go off on tangents. No. <laughs> tangents are great. I always tell people when I'm podcasting, tangents are great. I really do like it. I've got a lot to say. <laughs> And there is awesome uh, other podcast opportunities for us, which is great. I love what you mentioned there. Self-love and self-care is so different for different people. So really connecting with yourself and asking yourself what you want in that present moment. Yeah, how do you want to feel? Definitely. How do you want to feel? Awesome. Great. Catherine, your story is so inspiring. And I know everyone of my listeners will take things out of what what we've had to say today. I want to know what inspires you. What inspires me? Hmm. I mean, I know this is going to, like, some people might roll their eyes hearing me say this, but just, like, so many, I feel like everyone I meet, every situation I'm in, I find they're all really inspiring because I find that every situation, every person I meet, every conversation I have, everyone is my teacher, everything is my teacher, so 
everyone is showing me something more to learn about myself. So in that, like I find life is really inspiring in that way. But when it comes to um, particular people, you know, I've got like authors like Elizabeth Gilbert, Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, like they have all been huge, huge, huge inspirations for me. Just about, um, it, it, it comes back to that whole subject of speaking your truth and great gifts can come out of speaking your truth and being yourself and not be afraid or ashamed to be your yourself. Um, you know, Glennon Doyle is another one, Brene Brown, like they are my, they are big, big, big people, Deepak Chopra, like I know, like the, the big, the big wigs of my inspiration. Excellent. Um, yeah. Awesome. I will have those authors and resources in the show notes for anyone that may be wanting to seek some inspiration, but I love what you said about inspiration, about how you're finding different people that you're connected with because I feel like that's a real inspiration you can gain a lot more than not saying that looking up to idols are wrong like athletes or Mm -hmm. so what but having that connection with that person really does inspire you and for me it drives me to do bigger and better things as well and can I just add as well along with the people that inspire me all the practitioners that I see and that have helped me on my journey so you know my kinesiologist Marianne Inchley who's a sound healer kinesiologist um my medium psychic who's a family friend she she, like you have to book a year in advance Kiralee Frost you know she's been a phenomenal help to me um like my acupuncturist Kirsty Holland like all of these other healers that have helped me have been phenomenally inspiring as well yeah Catherine coming up to the end of the podcast Mm. I want to know what your main message is with spiritual nutrition and through your day-to-day life yeah sure um with spiritual nutrition it's essentially connecting you back with you um that's like first and foremost that is my aim to connect you back in with that truest nature with that heart space whether it be through eating a nourishing treat and experiencing the energy um, and vibration of the flower essences or even just like experiencing the flavor of them that sends you back to that inner child um whether it's through the smudge stick you know and connecting you back with your your home and your environment and your inner self or through a reiki session everything that spiritual nutrition has to offer it's it's core um it's core uh thing is just to really connect you back with your truest nature and and also know that you are a resilient unique incredibly extraordinary beam of light that is there isn't a single person out there that is like you and um and i want everyone to embody that and everyone to know that amazing and i guess your personal mission and main message ties into what you're doing with spiritual nutrition anyway so awesome definitely definitely living into that and with your amazing products they're doing amazing things and I'm, I'm so grateful that I got this opportunity to podcast with you today. 
where can we find or shop for your amazing products? Of course. So um, my website, www.spiritualnutrition.com.au, has um, an online shop so you can buy all of the nourishing treats. There's a gift box. There's also gift vouchers for um, healings and I do space clearings as well. Uh, there's also the smudge sticks on there. I've also got a list of stockists, um, stockists in Melbourne and a couple in Sydney. Uh, and you can buy the nourishing sheets and smudge sticks um, from some of them as well. So Excellent. Yeah. Nice little Christmas opportunity for some people as well. Guys. Totally. <laughs> Coming up to that time. Yeah, there's it? a gift box and gift vouchers, <laughs> so it makes it easy. <laughs> I love it. I'll have all those details in the show notes for you guys. And the stockists can be found on Catherine's website, Catherine, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm, I'm really grateful that you shared your story and gave my listeners an insight into what it takes to show yourself love and show you, and not be afraid to, to love yourself yeah, first. So. It's been such a pleasure and um, thank you for having me on. Not a problem. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes, and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than euphoria.